Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are very pleased to have the mayor of Atlantic City, Mayor Marty Small Sr., as our in-studio guest who's running for a full term. Mayor Small, welcome to the program. Yes, uh, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be a part of your listening audience, and it's a great day here in the city of Atlantic City. I see a lot of things. I follow you on social media, and I see a lot of the things that uh, you're trying to bring to the city in regards to family entertainment, which is awesome. Yes. But if you can, uh, share with our audience, uh, why are you running for a full term? You have filled the interim term because the former mayor had to step down, you stepped in. And uh, so it'd be great for our listeners to understand your motivations for running for a full term. Well, I think once you listen to audience, uh, here's the unique dynamic of the terms and you know how I got there and the amount of elections. I believe that in order to serve the four year term, the full four year term, that I would have to literally run the table. You know, Atlantic City is a betting town, so I had to bet on myself. I'm going to be in a unique position that in order to serve a full four-year term, I have to win seven straight elections in 20 months. Now, let me explain. I was the city council president, second ward councilman, which I held that seat for almost 16 years. Um, I ran in the June 2019 primary unopposed. Now, um, I took over as... Um, acting mayor on October 3rd by act of law when former mayor um, resigned in the FBI uh, um, from FBI charges. Um, at that time, I was already on the ballot for November. So now I'm the acting mayor. And then I win the second ward council election in November. Now I'm the second ward councilman elect and acting mayor. Go figure. So January 1st, I could have said, you know what? I wanted to be a mayor, the mayor for a long time. I'm two months in, it's too much. I could have resigned from mayor and went to city council because I won the term, but I wasn't going to do that. So immediately when I, when I got in, there was a threat of a change of government referendum here in Atlantic City. Some out of town billionaires and people from North Jersey wanted to take over Atlantic City. They wanted to change its form of government from mayor council to municipal manager form of government, which yes, you would have an elected mayor, but the person with all the power will be a municipal manager who's elected by no one. So we fought that and we won by 80% of the vote. That was election number three. Then in the primary, while everyone else, the election was May 7th, 2020, while every other elected official got to breathe a sigh of relief, the next day I had to go back into full campaign mode. So I had to get ready for the 2020 Democratic primary for mayor, which is for the one year term that was left on uh, former Mayor Gilliam's term. So I won that by 65% of the vote. That's election number four. I won election number five by 70% of vote, 70% of the vote in the general. And now here I am on election number six, which is the primary. The term is reset. This is for the full four year term. And I know I'm gonna be successful and then look forward to November. So that'll be seven elections. I've literally been running since I've been in office. So to answer your question, why am I running? I'm running so we can continue the benefit of my hard work um, when I came in. 
Um, not only did I have to restore confidence in the mayor's office, I had to restore confidence in government. We had to rebuild our partnerships with the various stakeholders. And we had to show the people that we have a plan and the vision. Um, my first year, my state of the city address, my plan was 41 pages detailed. We got a lot of things done, like knocking Trump Plaza down when it was against all lies. They said every other mayor said it, so forth and so on. So this year, um, like I said, we accomplished a lot. Fiscally, we had a tax decrease in 2020 in the pandemic. Um, Wall Street, um, you know, upgraded our bond rating. And we've done a lot of things to get creative. And this year with our 84 page plan, um, we came in fiscally sound again, um, a 5.4 cent tax decrease, despite losing $80 million in the raisable base, finding a creative way to increase spending while, de I mean, excuse me, decrease spending while um, increasing services with our new Department of Youth Recreation Senior and Multicultural Affairs. We have an anti-violence program. We have family fun entertainment. Showboat's owner said it himself. The mayor convinced me to build the largest arcade in the state of New Jersey. We're gonna break ground on a hundred million dollar water park. We have development with Stockton phase two, Atlantic care expansion. We're just getting started. So that's why I'm running for the four year term. So we can continue the direction that the city is headed in. Nothing is perfect, but we headed in the right direction. That is, that is, that is excellent. It's great to hear that the bond rating uh, has improved. Um, what's gonna be in place of the Trump Plaza uh, property that was, um, that, that was raised? Well, it's not city property and it's fascinating because ever since I was a little kid, I always remember Trump Plaza being connected to Boardwalk Hall. If you look at it from the Pacific Avenue side, I mean, you just, you just visual, visualize the possibilities. Any country in the world, Center City, Oceanfront, hardly becomes available. But this is a unique situation and it's Mr. Carl Icon's property. It is my administration's goal to do eat everything that we can to see something go there that we're extremely proud of. But it has the best spot in the city, literally in the heart of the city. And I can't wait. Right off the expressway, right? <laughs> that's that's one thing you can say, just get on the expressway and literally keep going till you can't go no more. You run right into it. That's right, that's right. You know, I, I remember um, as a child, um, before it was Trump Plaza, it was the Howard Johnson's, I believe. And that's where we used to get our ice cream. Uh, wow. Right, right off the beach. Very nice, very nice. And so um, you started to allude on some of your platform uh, for your next term. Can you expound on that? What, what, what are the three key things that you would like to achieve uh, in, in the next four years? Well, um, first of all, to continue the path of fiscal, fiscal responsibility. Um, here in the great city of Atlantic City, um, as I often like to say, men, women, and political opportunities lie, but the numbers don't. Wall Street has no skin in the game. They just look at your numbers and they, and they give their outlook. And since I've been in office, we had four upgrades, two to the bond rating and two to the outlook, both each from Moody's and Standard & Poor's. They were extremely impressed what we did with the finances during the pandemic. Um, our tax collector's office collected 98%, which is key to revenues. The casinos uh, paid their pilot. Um, we have um, other financial support from the state of New Jersey. And for the first time, we're getting an influx of cash from the American Rescue Plan to the tune of 33 million that we have to spend by December 31st, 2024. And we get 16 and a half million this year and 16 and a half million next year. 
and we don't have to use that money to balance the books when you can. We're in supreme financial condition. We came in with a budget under 200 million, 199 million, 69,126.25 is the total budget. Employee count is down. Um, as I often said that um, we have found a way to increase services while decreasing spending at the same time, we were able to get $20 million from the state of New Jersey to show up our resiliency um, with bulkheads and other issues around the city. We are working with Cory Booker to see if we can get a, a big infrastructure project because that's what's next on the horizon. We wanna rebuild the Atlantic City Boardwalk from the part that the Army Corps of Engineers built going uptown towards Gardner's Basin. Um, we need to rebuild the boardwalk because it's extremely important. So that's the financial part of it. Um, next thing is the quality of life. Um, you know, we have issues here, um, mental health. I call it Greyhound therapy. Municipalities near and far, they send their um, people here to the great city of Atlantic City with a one-way bus ticket to say, figure it out because we have the social services. So we have a grant with the Department of Justice along with Jewish Family Services and our police department that they're gonna have four mental health experts working along with our police to reduce the presence on Atlantic Avenue and other parts of the neighborhood of the homeless and people. We wanna get them to wrap around services. Um, we have a great director of health, health and human services, Dr. Wilson Washington. We have all kinds of programming. We have the city's first anti-violence program. As I stated, we have a new multicultural program. And for the first time in the city's history, it's a lot of firsts under the small administration. We have the first LGBTQ plus coordinator because that community matters as well. And this is just putting a whole Atlantic city into one. Also another first out of the mayor's office and it was run by Bruce Weeks, who was my director of constituent services, was the mayor's um, the mayor's office, small business academy called the Entrepreneur Endeavor, where about 60 Atlantic City residents for free went through a nine-week cohort. Last week was the business pitch competition. We placed people in first, second, and third place, and we look forward to the graduation. And right after that, we'll have another cohort. We're going to do one of those cohorts uh, per quarter. In addition to that, we're going to teach the community how to invest, because one thing that the pandemic taught us that we have to look for things that are pandemic-proof. So we're teaching people how to invest in the stock market. All of this is going to be for free. And we also going to have a trucking school here in the city of Atlantic City because the pandemic made the Amazon CEO a trillionaire. So we have a lot of things going on and that's th th those are the quality of life issues um, that we're going to continue to address. And we want to be a safer city. Crime is down in Atlantic City, 33%. Um, the major crimes, um, my leadership, we have the city's first, again, another first, the city's first anti-violence program called One Neighborhood Evolution, where we have people who have been in the street, who have wreaked havoc in the street, but are fully rehabilitated, back running it to um, get the young people to know that that's not the life. We got job training. We're working with unions. Um, I announced last week an apprenticeship program with the Laborers Union, where we give 10 Atlantic City people an opportunity to get into the union. And... That and much, much more is my plan moving this great city forward. Also attracting family, fun, entertainment. Um, I mentioned the water park earlier. I mean, I, I mentioned the arcade, but pretty soon we'll be breaking ground on a $100 million water park. And finally, a supermarket, ShopRite. All this is happening under my watch. Wow, congratulations on that. 
Um, yeah. But in regards to quality of life and, and crime, um, it's good to hear that the, uh, the, the crime rate uh, is, is, is down. Um, what do you attribute it to? Because I know Henry White, former uh, Henry and I were, were in school together back in back right. in the day. I know he retired, and I believe you have a new uh, chief of police who's a female, right? No, no. Um, um, we have a deputy chief, the first female deputy chief in the um, in the history of the great city of Atlantic City. We have our um, chief right now. He's interim uh, chief Sarkos, who has been involved with a lot of things with uh, Henry White. He shares a lot of his same philosophies. Um, Obviously, everyone in leadership, you know, has their own vision. We have a tremendous working relationship. And listen, it's not perfect, but, um, you know, moving forward, um, we're on the same page and, you know, want to make this city safer for the people. What, what are some of the key tenets of um, the program to make the city safer? Are you talking about the um, anti-violence program? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, that's extremely important because we, we, we actually have skin in the game. These are people who are in those communities. Obviously, um, you want to focus on the communities such as Back Maryland and Stanley Homes Village um, and, you know, get people to buy in, to understand that it, it is a better way, but at the same time, provide resources to make them stop their lifestyle. And it's starting with the younger people. Um, we're working with, you know, Shemaine Gunter-Gary, um, Joe Gingoli and Reverend Day's The Lit Program, where we provide at-risk youth jobs this summer. And we want to continue that year round. So we want to start them early, let them know that there's a different way of life. And um, hopefully it's a benefit. But so far, now, so good. Interesting. The program that, that you mentioned about, um, I guess, the nine-week program, uh, the yes. program, Rutgers Newark has a program called the Entrepreneurs Pioneers Initiative Program. Okay. And, um, you know, being at Stockton, I know you're a graduate of Stockton. and. Uh, yes. Are you going to do something with Stockton along that way? Where yes, no, um, Stockton is actually a part of the program. Miss um, Carol Wadies from the Stockton Small Business Development Center was initially supposed to do the cohort, but, um, you know, scheduling didn't allow. So we partnered with LIADA, which is the Latin American Economic Development Association out of Camden County. And they do tremendous work and they did us right here in the city of Atlantic City. And I can't wait to the graduation more importantly, I can't wait for cohort number two. Okay. Now, is this one of those programs where people can uh, get a certification and put this on their LinkedIn profile? Um, no, um, I don't think it's that. I mean, that's something that we can look into. Um, this is something that we're trying to, at least for the top three people, um, secure some type of startup funds. So we're working on that. And, you know, this was the first one. And we can see what worked, what didn't work, what, what we can do better as we move forward to cohort number two, more cohorts in the future. You know, I think that's a beautiful thing because what you're allowing people to do is to understand that there are many ways that they can earn a living and enjoy yeah. enjoy what they do and be very I tell, And I tell everyone, everyone can't work for the government as much as they want to. It has to be other ways. And we're just providing the resources and opportunity, again, for free for the good people of Atlantic City. Now, currently in Atlantic City, is there a uh, incubator, a business incubator? By uh, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to shape that. Um, Bruce Weeks is working extremely hard on that. We're looking for partners, and um, as I stated, you know, this first nine weeks, um, you know, was the first time actually we were supposed to start it March twenty fourth, twenty twenty, and we decided to hold it, um, and we didn't want to wait any longer because it's been almost a year. We wanted to do the whole thing in person. The sure. way the data is trending, 
the way that that is trending, the next cohort more than likely will be in person as we open up to an old sense of normalcy. But um, we're just excited where we're going and, you know, to accomplish the things that we did under a pandemic in, you know, a mere 19 months um, is a blessing. And I just want the opportunity that every other mayor has had and that's to get the benefit of a full four-year term. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. And so when you, when you think about all of the challenges, issues, but opportunities with Atlantic City, what, what, are, what, what are the top three things that keep you up at night that, you know, that you say, you know, I really got to go after this or, or create this opportunity? What, what are those things? I mean, you know, leading us out uh, of the pandemic, because like I said, no one was sure. I remember last year when I made the decision to keep the beach and boardwalk open when municipalities around us, you know, closed them all. That benefited the city because a lot of people that couldn't go to that beach and boardwalk came to ours. And when we opened up, people were bullish um, on Atlantic City. Um, leading us out of the pandemic is one, um, dealing with the homeless and drug issue. I mean, it is a problem that we have to get a better grip on. And we're trying to work with various partners, as I mentioned, the grant opportunity. And, you know, just, just making, you know, the day before, uh, you know, a better day. As my mantra is, it's a great day here in the city of Atlantic City. I mean, you know, it's town is resilient. Um, we've been counted out before I tell people all the time. 2012, when Sandy came, when they um, sensationalized the piece of the boardwalk floating down the street, they said the boardwalk was gone. We had to deal with that. 2014, five casinos closed. We had to deal with that. 2016, you know, we were teetering on the brink of bankruptcy and the state came in and took over. They said Atlantic City's done. And as I stand here today, understanding that Fiscally, we had a budget of $262.5 million, and I just delivered a budget under $200 million in seven years. That's progress that we're making. Of course, working with the state of New Jersey, um, working with all our, our, all our government partners. Um, Atlantic City's on the move. And listen, um, as I said, you know, personally, um, I'm resilient. Um, I've been through the ringer and back, and it just translates in my leadership here in the city. I have a, um, a leadership theme that's called Let's Ace It. It's an acronym-based based theme because we want to govern with leadership, expectations, transparency, and stability, accountability, credibility, and excellence in execution. It does none of us any good to have all these robust plans. If you don't have the personnel, you don't have the ability to execute said plan. That state of the city is addressed as a document. It's not just bullet points. I didn't get up there and talk for two hours and 20 minutes for nothing. I'm going to hold my staff accountable. And my leadership quote is by Simon Sinek, who's a British American author, um, organizational consultant, and a motivational speaker. And it says, leadership is not about being in charge, but it's about taking care of the people in your charge. And I take that responsibility seriously all day, every day. You know, there's, there's been some uh, items in the press in regards to maybe some disputes that you've had with some of the local residents. Can you, can you speak about that um, and, and how that's going in regards to how you're resolving that with the residents? Well, um, are you talking about the campaign incident or are you talking about um, the incident with uh, my wife's family member? Um, I, 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 don't want to talk about one. I don't want to talk about that one. Let's talk okay. about the campaign. Yes, um, it's no secret. Um, Craig Calloway is a troublemaker. Um, him and his family has been doing the same tricks, you know, the whole time in politics. 
we're campaigning on Kentucky Avenue and he rides by and he makes mention of um, the family member situation and I call him a name back. He comes around the block, stops the car in the middle, gets out. His guy is recording and, you know, words are being said. No punches are thrown. The guy says something to me and I just gently slap the phone out of his hand and words happen and the guy swings on me and, you know, it, it breaks up from there. Um, as mayor, um, I should know better because I know um, them. But at the same time, um, I'm a human being um, and right. I'm, I'm, I'm only human and one can only take so much. And I could have used better judgment. I apologize to the people of Atlantic City for it. And I'm not gonna to stoop to that level again. That's good, that's good to hear. That's good to hear, Mayor. And I'm happy that, that you addressed that publicly uh, yep. here, here on our program. And um, speaking of, do you have uh, an opponent in this race? Um, I really don't want to mention his name, but yes, I do have an opponent. As a I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, for you, yes. Um, I'm running again in the primary against Tom Foley, who's connected to two of the worst people in the history of Atlantic City. And that's the aforementioned Craig Calloway and our former president of the United States, Donald Trump. Here's a guy who says he's a true Democrat wanting to run in a Democratic primary, but power walks on the boardwalk with a MAGA hat, had the MAGA flag on his house, gets personal Christmas cards from Donald Trump, gets autographed MAGA hats from Donald Trump, participated in insurrection, the, the, the nation's capital, um, the, the uh, riot on the nation's capital. Um, he was there and this guy wants to be mayor, said that he, I, I mean, I guess it's the payback because he said that he did the draperies, you know, for all of Trump's casinos, but um, Atlantic City don't have any time for that. All they doing is playing in the mud. Um, they have not said anything that they would do better than I did because they can't, because they don't have the ability to get it done. And we're encouraging the residents to know that Atlantic City problems are big, but the solution is small. That um, know that a small plan does make a big difference. And my administration is what all your hopes and dreams are made of. We're encouraging people to dream big, vote small for mayor, and vote George Tibbet, Bruce Weeks, and Stephanie Marshall for council at large. We're in column B. We, um, we are the officially endorsed Democratic candidates. We're running on Governor Murphy's line, and um, we want to keep moving Atlantic City in the direction that it's going. Now, interesting, uh, if I understand my history correctly, um, the, the person who you're running, who's running against you is working with someone who was involved with, I, I think, some vote tampering some years ago? Who, um, Callaway? Yes, yes. Yes, well, I mean, listen, um, we all know what, you know, Craig Callaway does, um, but that's up to law enforcement, you know, to deal with it. Um, I don't understand how um, this guy can go in African-American neighborhoods and convince people to vote for Republicans that they don't know or not convince, but people will vote for you and mysteriously when the ballot gets to the election board, it's not a vote for you. But um, the way you beat that is the way that we're gonna beat it and just get people out to the polls because it's, it's back a poll election. I've always had a supreme ground game on election day and we expect no different this year as well. And so with that, um, with, with, with your campaign, you have three candidates that are on your, your ticket as well. Did you want yeah. to give them a shout out? 
Yes, um, George Tibbet is the current council president. Um, you know, he's been supporting our agenda um, moving forward. Um, you know, he's been a great partner, you know, from the city council um, aspect. Bruce Weeks actually works in the mayor's office now. He's the director of constituent services. Um, he's done a great job. He does special projects um, such as dealing with small businesses and coordinating the Small Business Academy. Um, he's a Wall Street guy with a background, a Howard grad. And um, he'll be a great addition to city council. And Stephanie Marshall is a finance person as well. Um, she's the bookkeeper for the Atlantic City Board of Education. She's been involved um, here in Atlantic City politics behind the scenes for over 20 years working in the streets. Um, you know, she's a campaign treasurer extraordinaire, and she's the, a longtime member of the Atlantic City Housing Authority Board of Directors. So um, we have a great team. Um, we all are tremendously qualified. We have skin in the game in the city, and um, we, we're encouraging everyone to vote for us on June 8th in column B. You know, recently I was uh, observing one of your, your many Facebook uh, videos, and I believe you are uh, working on something in Bader, for Baderfield, uh, some entertainment. Uh... Yes, um, that's one of my big platforms as well. In addition to family entertainment, we need to focus on urban entertainment. I said it all the time. I don't believe that Atlantic City has valued the black dollar like it should have. And um, all of these areas, um, through my connections in the entertainment industry, um, DJ Envy is bringing Carcella Atlantic City on August 14th, 2021 to Betafield. Um, it's a car show. We're hoping to draw 10,000 plus people and it's going to be a weekend full of parties, et cetera. And that's just the start of where we're going. Wow, that seems very, very, very exciting. Um, yeah. You know, when I when I heard Carcella, that made me think of that. That what is that thing in, in, in Coachella? Coachella, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is that is excellent. That is excellent. And so, during their visit with you, I guess you they toured all of the the different venues in uh, Atlantic City. Um, what yeah, do you that, that that one was AG Entertainment, who's the okay. number one urban. Um, promotion company in the world and they, they went back to Atlanta. They were extremely impressed with Atlantic City. As a matter of fact, one of the guys said, man, I thought Atlantic City was dead. So that just goes to show that the mayor's role um, to promote the city, um, showing them all that we have to offer. And I believe that we will see the fruits of that labor pretty soon with some more exciting announcements regarding urban entertainment. And what about the convention hall? Um, it's, you know, it's a beautiful, it, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful historic yeah. building. Um, well, what, what are the plans to, to bring in uh, a lot of different entertainment there? I mean, I mean, listen, um, we've been suffering since the pandemic and hopefully when Governor Murphy makes an announcement tomorrow, um, that should open up things uh, with events and conventions and everything else. I mean, Bulwark Hall is in supreme shape. As a matter of fact, it's getting an exterior facelift as we speak. So we're just waiting for the right time when we can have people gather in large crowds indoor again, which should be soon and very soon. You see the NBA playoffs. Um, they said Madison Square Garden had 15,000 people there and that New York was ground zero um, of the pandemic. So, um, you know, Atlantic City will be back rocking and rolling with entertainment and conventions. Speaking of conventions, we have, we're hosting the 2022 NAACP National Convention here in the great city of Atlantic City next June. Wow. Yep. That is huge. Well, we're winding down to our last couple of minutes, Mayor Small. Um, if you could, you know, 
share share with our audience some of your closing thoughts on, on why they should uh, re-elect you to um, get a full four-year term. Yes. This would be election number, is that election number eight now? <laughs> no, no, this, this, this is election number six. Number six, okay. Yes. Um, listen, um, I love this city. Um, I could have went anywhere in the world, um, you know, with my education. I have a bachelor's in communications from Stockton University. I have a master's in educational leadership from Cheney University. I have great experience, but I love this city. I have a slogan that I'm Atlantic City born, Atlantic City bred, and when I die, I'm going to be Atlantic City dead. Like I said, I die for this city. Um, I've put, you know, all of my heart into this. Um, I love being your mayor. I believe that I'm the best person, not only um, the most qualified, um, but the most experienced and the most proven. Um, when you say my name, people know me um, for various reasons. You don't have to say, who is he? No, listen, I stand on my two feet. I make a decision and I don't waver. And one of the things that's lacking in the political world, when I tell you something's gonna happen, take it to the bank because it always does. Um, that's how I made my bones in this game. We've done a whole lot um, in, in my short period of time. And I had to govern during the pandemic. Just imagine the things that if it wasn't a pandemic. And we came through that together and because of my leadership during the pandemic, A, keeping the beach and boardwalk open, B, getting testing sites here in the city of Atlantic City to drive through at Beta Field to walk up at Showboat, feeding 3,780 senior citizens, two hot meals per week, getting a field hospital, getting the community vaccinated at the mega vaccination site, getting a private partnership with Southern New Jersey Family Medical for Atlantic City residents only. I'm the only one. I'm your only choice. Um, I'm un unbought, um, unbossed. I stand on my own two feet and you vote for me. As I stated, my administration is where all your hopes and dreams are made of. We're going to encourage you to dream big and vote small and know that Atlantic City is not in good hands, it's in great hands. And with me, it will continue to be a great day here in the city of Atlantic City. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with the Honorable Mayor Marty Small Sr. And uh, we wanna thank you for coming on the program and having a candid conversation and best wishes for the election. Yes, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up this weekend on Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter on WSOU. 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Have a great weekend, but remember, leadership begins with you. WSOU 89.5 FM.